On this edition of the ShishMed podcast, we visit with Lisa Arledge Powell, the president of Mediasource, and that happens right now. This is the ShishMed podcast, rapid insights for healthcare strategy professionals in planning, business development, marketing, communications, and public relation. I'm Bill Klaproff. Listen, you want to go from healthcare communicator to healthcare content marketing rock star, right? Well, we all do, so let's get you there. In this episode, we revisit a popular ShishMed Connections presentation, the new healthcare content where earned media and social media intersect. And if you do this right, you will become a healthcare content marketing rock star. With me is Lisa Arledge Powell, the president of Mediasource. Lisa, welcome to the ShishMed podcast. Bill, thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You betcha, and I'm happy to talk with you. So, Lisa, we start every episode of the ShishMed podcast with rapid insights, one quick tip someone can use to make their marketing better today. All right, Lisa, give us your rapid insight. Well, so I know we're going to be talking about content today, so I would say don't make stuff unless you know why you're making it, right? Content, like you just shouldn't go out there and start writing a bunch of articles and shooting video if you have no idea why. So it's really about strategy. That's a great rapid insight. Don't make content unless you know why you're making it. And I know we're going to touch on that in the interview. So Lisa, at ShishMed 2018, you did a great presentation titled The New Healthcare Content, Where Earned Media and Social Media Intersect. Can you give us a brief rundown of that presentation? Sure. Well, I think when we think about content, we are really focused on making the content. And so the reason why we wanted to do the session at ShishMed, and I did it with Michael Schmidt, who's with Orlando Health, we really wanted to talk to the attendees about what do you do after you make it? How do you use earned media and how do you use social media as well as different types of media to get results and get eyeballs for your content and help that drive the bottom line for your business? So it was about taking that content and doing something with it that's going to get results. So good. And we're going to dig into that. So first off, though, I just want to start from scratch here so we're all on the same page. Can you tell us what the difference is between earned media and social media? Sure. So earned media is um, maybe what we might think about traditional PR, traditional media relations. So you are trying to use earned media and journalists to pick up your content. Social media is those social channels that your um, company might own and other social channels of, say, they could be media outlets or influencers. So that would be like, you know, your Twitters and your Instagrams and Facebook and LinkedIn. So earned is journalists and social is our traditional social media outlets. So what happens when you build this great content and social media and earned media intersect? What happens then? I think if you use social and earned in the right way, you can get amazing results for your content. So many people will, you know, come to us and work with us and say, like, you know, we're making all this content. We don't really know what to do with it. It seems like a waste of money. I thought it was great to make this video or write this article. And I think they're missing pieces. They're not strategically doing anything with it to get their target audience to see their content. Absolutely. So uh, I love this quote, too. This kind of almost sums it up for me, is that content is fire, Social media is gasoline. Does that kind of sum it up? 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you you need both, right? <laughs> you need it. Right. right. So great content is there. Little social media, gasoline, and that thing takes off. So that's great. So Lisa, it all starts exactly. with great content if we've been talking about why does great content work? Well, I think today's consumer has really been trained to sort of tune out the advertising and, you know, those messages that are really, really in your face. I think that they, if you can make content that really resonates with them, that really doesn't feel like you're trying to sell them something, you can get them to maybe change their behavior or maybe consider your brand the next time they're looking for health care. So I think great content can drive results if you know how to do it strategically. That's a great line. Content that doesn't feel like you're selling them something. So that's something we should all strive for. And I also want to ask you about this. In the presentation, you talked about strategic storytelling when building content. And you mentioned four parts, strategy aligned with goals, telling, not selling, people, not the product, and feelings balanced with facts. Can you take each one of those and just quickly walk us through that? Yes. I really think um, if you are making content and you can think about those four things before you do anything, I think if that's one tip you could take away from this podcast, um, that could really help you maybe flip the script and what you might be doing in your healthcare organization. So as you said, the first one is strategy aligned with goals. So any content that you produce, you want to figure out, you know, what are the goals? Am I trying to get people to come to my website? Am I trying to drive up YouTube views? Am I trying to, you know, get a like on Facebook? So you need to figure out what strategically does this content need to do? And then that will help you figure out maybe what type of content, when to produce it, all of that. Telling, not selling goes back to what we were just talking about. And that we don't really want to put out commercials and very, very heavy, heavy advertising-type messages today. So you need to be telling your healthcare brand story, but you don't need to be selling it and kind of beating them over the head with like, you know, come to our come to our facility, come to our organization, get your health care here. That's going to turn people off. You just need to tell them about the great things you're doing, and then maybe the next time they get sick, they're like, well, I want to go to that place. We found that it works so much better than, than hard selling. People, not product. The great thing about healthcare is that we have patients and people and healthcare providers that, you know, could provide that warm and fuzzy, and we really need to use those people in healthcare storytelling. Other industries are so jealous of us in healthcare because we have that element of these people that you just want to connect with. And if you connect with them and use them in your content, your content can be so much more compelling to your audience. And the last one is feelings balanced with facts. So we all are working in healthcare, and, you know, there's tons of data and lots of procedures and lots of facts, and we know that we have to get the facts right. Of course, that's, you know, kind of the benchmark. That has to happen. But you need to sprinkle that in with feelings and, you know, not just the procedures X, Y, and Z, but like maybe how that patient felt like during the recovery process and how happy they felt after they had it and they were able to do things again that they couldn't do. So if you make sure you're balancing those facts that we have to have in our stories with feelings, you're going to be able to connect with your audience on a whole new level. 
That's really good. Strategy aligned with goals. So that's that. Why am I building this content? Telling, not selling, as you mentioned, content that doesn't feel like selling. People, not product. Use your people in your content. And that gets back to that human factor that you were just talking about and feelings balanced with facts. How does the patient feel? How has their life changed, those feelings? So I think that's really good. And I love that human aspect of it because I think a lot of times that human aspect is so relatable. That's when kind of can light that social media fire when people start to push that out there because they have a, a feeling about it. You touch them inside. You're not just selling them something. You're touching them inside. So I love those four things. And then, Lisa, you talked about how building content, it's more than a tactic. It's a process. So can you tell us about the content process? You mentioned in the presentation ideation, creation, amplification, and evaluation. Can you take us through those? Sure. So it's really important to remember that content is not this thing that you make. It's not just, hey, I'm going to write this article, I'm going to put out this tweet, I'm going to make this video. Content needs to be a whole process, and you went through the four steps. And so the first step in the content process is ideation. So you need to ask yourself, what's our goal, and how are we going to reach it? And some of the things that we walk our team through is strategy, identify the goals, and that's going to help you figure out the right tactics to find and produce the right story. Some of the things we will use during this ideation phase would be key topics. And we all can look within our own healthcare brands and say, what are the, first of all, what are the things we need to be talking about? Maybe what are our, what are our key product lines? Who are possibly our rock star physicians that we need to, to be putting in this content? So what are the key topics? The second might be industry trends. What is hot in the industry? What are people talking about? Let's fold some of that into our story. The third thing is media saturation. And this is really, really a key thing, especially if you are hoping to get earned media coverage from your content. Something that we will do, say we're going to be doing a story on some you know, new heart procedure, and it's not a procedure that is exclusive to a hospital. We will do some searches on some different um, media databases to find out, hey, has um, who else has, has recently gone out with a story? And if someone like, say, the Mayo Clinic has like just done a story and like the whole world has picked it up, we might say, you know what, let's not do this story today. Let's kind of push it out a little bit further because we don't think we're going to get the earned media coverage that we this story deserves because of the saturation. Right. And, you know, the, the final one is competitors. Um, have, what have your competitors done? Um, and if they haven't done it, maybe there's a great opportunity for you to take the lead and, you know, be the market leader. So that's part of the ideation process. The second is creation. What are we going to create in what formats? And so, you know, most everything we do create has some type of written element, but some things are better for video, photos, maybe an infographic. I think if you do have a ton of data, one of the easiest ways is to use a graphic to communicate that. If you have a story that is just so emotional that you know it's going to connect with your audience, think about video and also photos. So I think one thing I just want to say in this creation phase that we always do as a team is once we figure out what we're going to create, we always ask ourselves, what is the iconic image? So before, you know, the photographer or the videographer or the producer goes out to gather the content, they know that the iconic image they're going for is X. So there's no question at all what we're going to come back with. The third is amplification, and this is a really important one. How are we going to get this content to our target audiences? And I think you need to look at earned media, and you need to figure out, like, 
what types of journalists would this appeal to? Are we just looking here in our local city? Or, you know, is this a big enough type of thing? Do we have, like, some big news that we want to go national or international with it? You also need to think about, um, you know, some third-party thought leadership. Maybe maybe the article you're producing, you could also talk to um, maybe – U.S. News and World Report or or another outlet to figure out, could our expert maybe author some type of blog about this for this media outlet? And that could even extend our content further. We also look at social media and we figure out, you know, not only what we're going to put out on the, the hospital or the brand social page, but what social media um, influencers do we want to try to get to pick up our story? So we look at that as well. And the fourth component is evaluation. Did we meet our goals and do we need to adjust? And so I think some of the things that we look at is we track against our goals and analyze the results. But one of the most important things is to continue to do it throughout the whole process and not wait until the end. Um, We use lots of different, you know, tracking services and, and that type of thing. People ask me that a lot, but I think one of the most important things is we have an analytics team who's using all this data to then inform the, the group on what's working and what's not working. Really, really good roadmap you just gave us there. This is almost like a checklist that I think someone could use, right, when they're putting together content. Or So Definitely. let's think about ideation. If you want topics that are going to really touch people, you got to understand what are the key topics, industry trends, media saturation, and then look at what the competitors are doing. And then move over to creation. What are we going to do for each format? And then what is that iconic image when you're talking visuals? Then amplification. How do we get this out to our audience? Another checklist, social media, influencers, PR, press guys, journalists, and then evaluation. And I love how you say, don't measure at the end of the campaign, right? Measure in the middle. That just really makes sense, Lisa. For sure. So I want to dig into amplification just a little bit more because I think people do create really good content, but when it comes to that amplification, it's like, I'm going to put a post on Facebook and I'm done. So let's let's dig into that just a little bit more. Do you have some other tips for amplification? I do. And Yeah, I wanted to start with just in general. I know that um, the presentation for uh, the conference focused a lot on earned media and social media, but just kind of more more of like a big-picture view. I think for a lot of content, it's smart to look at the PESO model, um, and PESO meaning P, paid media, E, earned media, S, shared, and social media, and O, owned media. So... You know, I think you need to look at the whole big picture once you create your content, you know, as far as own media, like what's it going to look like on our website or on our blog, you know, along with the shared media on social channels, earned media, reaching out to journalists. And, you know, paid media, you might need to do some sponsored posts or maybe you need to do some native advertising with it. So I think, like, from a bigger brand perspective, look at all of those things. For earned media amplification, I think people sometimes get a little um, stuck on this. And some things that we have found that really works for getting earned media coverage with your content is strategic timing. And I touched on this a little bit earlier when I talked about like, hey, like if Mayo just did it last week, you know, maybe we might want to wait. But we also look at, on the flip side of that is proactively, what is the strategic timing? You know, is there like a certain month, you know, like breast cancer month, or something that we do a lot is we will 
keep up with, and I'm sure many of your um, listeners do, we'll keep up with, like, what is the, what's going to be released by the FDA or, or, or the CDC? Usually you can look at their calendars and figure out what big news might be coming out on certain topics. And then we kind of get our content all ready. So what, whatever this news is about, like, say, autism or something, we might already have our story, like, in our back pocket and our expert ready to talk about it. We might not know exactly what's going to be released, but as soon as they do it, we're out there. We're, you know, we're releasing things on our hospital's um, own media. We're calling journalists to say, like, here's the doctor you need to talk to for, like, your second expert for your story. And that's been a great tactic that works. I think you also need to know your target. So, you know, for different types of content, know the different journalists that write and care about the different types of topics so that you're going to someone who writes a lot about maybe Alzheimer's or diabetes. Another tip is to customize your pitch and customize your content. So a lot of times we'll work with some of the, say, network news feeds, and they might use some of the content from the hospital, but then they may want to come and do their own interview with the expert. So just be open to customizing, especially when you get to those big national media outlets. If you can get them interested in maybe using, say, your patient or or your video of the procedure, but if they want to interview the doctor, it's well worth it to do something special for them because you'll get, you know, a big return for that. And then mm-hmm. keep going. So one thing, we have a great media relations team at Media Source, and one thing they are so good at is not accepting no as an answer. So they might talk to someone at the Today Show who says, absolutely no, like we're not interested. But they'll go to like a different unit or a different producer or maybe a different bureau, and by the end of the week, like someone else at the Today Show is interested. So just keep going and don't give up. Really good. I love that. The peso model. You were giving so many good tips. I I couldn't write them all down fast enough. So, okay, for our listener listening right now, pro tip, just stop the podcast, rewind, and then you can get all of Lisa's great tips. So the peso model, paid, earned, social, owned. So when you're in that um, amplification bucket, look at all of those. That makes a lot of sense. So, Lisa, let me ask you this. When it comes to content, you probably see a lot of people making common mistakes. Among those buckets, the ideation, creation, amplification, evaluation, where are we making the most mistakes? I think one of the most common mistakes would be that they're kind of putting the cart before the horse. You know, that's like, oh, my gosh, this is this great thing happening. We're going to just go out there and just, like, blow it up and get all these videos and, like, we're going to do all these Instagram, you know, boomerangs and all these posts. And they really haven't thought about, like, why am I doing it? You know, what's the right content for the right channel? So just don't put the cart before the horse. Like, get the strategy down before you do anything. I would say that's probably the biggest mistake I see. So if you launch a campaign and it's not doing so well, you're like, I know this is going to take off. I just know it. And you get it out there and it's like nothing's happening. So what do you do then when a campaign is not going as well as you thought it was going to? Okay, so first of all, that never happens, right? It's always <laughs> perfect. It never happens. <laughs> never happened to me. Perfect. Never. Yeah. Everything perfect. <laughs> I know everybody listening is like, oh, yeah, that never happens. I, never yeah, happens my boss is always please. satisfied. But, yeah, in the event that it does happen, and it can happen, I mean, even with the best laid plans and the best strategy, so, you know, it happens to the best of us, I think to really use your analytics as your guide. So, you know, just really dig into that. And that's why you should be 
measuring the campaign and looking at it on a regular basis because then, first of all, you'll know early. You'll know early that, hey, wow, this is not really getting the traction that we need. And you can see, you know, where it's it's gotten pickup and, you know, where it's getting shared. And then you'll see where the deficits are. So, you know, it might show you that, hey, you know, we're we're sending it out to all these journalists and we found that, like, with this new high-tech procedure, we thought the health reporters would do it. But look at these two tech reporters who picked it up. Let's kind of go back to the beginning and figure out what other tech people can we be, you know, sending these content this content to. Or, you know, maybe we need to start targeting some technology social channels. Maybe they'll share it as well. So just use your analytics to inform your strategy, especially if you're struggling. So all is not lost is what you're saying. You can still course correct right in the middle of it. You definitely can. And also something else that happens is it might be that, um, okay, maybe the timing is not right right now. Maybe something happens and like some something major happens in the news, like like maybe in politics and it consumes the news. That's another thing that never happens, right? Never, <laughs> so no. maybe something happens and it's like, <laughs> wow, there's no room like, you know, online or, or in the news cycle for this. And if you are not under some type of deadline, like if you're trying to promote a procedure that's like, you know, going to be available from here on out, you could stop and then say, look at the calendar and strategically say, when is another good time for us to, to maybe pick this up? So say, say you did a story and it's about something in your NICU and you did it like with New Year's babies or something. Well, then you look, it's not going so well because something happened like in January and it's not getting the traction. You might say, you know what, how can we sort of rethink this for Mother's Day? Let's push it out again in May and maybe we can put a different spin on it and it can get more traction. So just keep thinking creatively about all those things we've talked about, timing and things like that. And I think that, you know, all will not be lost. Right. So it's okay to pull it back, kind of repurpose it, and then try again with another spin on it later on. Well, that makes sense. Definitely. I mean, some, so, sometimes yeah. that's the smartest thing to do. As long as you can get your leadership to buy in on, okay, we're just going to like put the brakes on now, but here's what we're going to do strategically in you know a month or two. I think sometimes that's the smartest thing. Well, this has been so much fun, Lisa. If you could just wrap it up for us, just kind of give us uh, one last tidbit of information, something we should know, taken from your presentation at Shishmed 2018, the new healthcare content where earned media and social media intersect. What else should we know? Wrap this up for us. Well, I think, you know, the good news is content is king and it's not going away. So for those of you that can really figure out how to do this right, I think you're golden. So make content a process in your organization and not just a thing you make. So be the champion of the content process. The second thing would be remember to tell and not sell. And the third thing is to amplify it across the channels that make sense. So we talked about the PESO model. Maybe it's not every channel, but for your project, which of those channels makes sense and is going to get you the biggest bang for your effort. So good. So be the champion of the content. Be the champion. I love that. Tell, not sell, and then choose the correct amplification channels. Is that right? Exactly. If you'd like to get a hold of Lisa Arledge Powell, go to Mediasourcetv.com or email her info at Mediasourcetv.com. And to listen to full sessions from this past year's conference, 
Go to shishmed.org education and click on virtual conference. And if you found this podcast helpful, make sure to share it on your social channels and be sure to check back soon for the next ShishMed podcast. This has been a production of Dr. Podcasting. I'm Bill Klaproth.